Hey, how's it going? I'm Dave Lasowski, and this is How to Win with Video. In this episode, I'm joined by Zephan Blacksburg. Zephan runs a video agency based in Baltimore and works with clients all over the place. See, what's really cool about Zephan is that he produces professional live streams for clients of all kinds, ranging from your standard business all the way to celebrities and professional artists. Zephan also created and runs the Videographers Connect Facebook group, which is an incredible resource for both videographers and business owners alike. Above all else, he's just a really nice guy who just genuinely cares about helping people. In this episode, some of the things that you're going to hear us talk about include the top three industries that Zephan feels are primed for live stream events, how to set up your live stream for success, the huge positive power of building an online community, and the start to finish live streaming course that Zephan's launching to help videographers sell streaming as a service. We're going to jump right in with Zephan talking about the role of professional live streaming services in a world where anybody can pull out their phone and go live on Facebook. Here we go. The way I look at it is I actually I use a food analogy for this. You know, if I go to McDonald's right now, I can probably spend what, maybe like $1.75 and get a cheeseburger. And if I was hungry, I'll be full afterwards. And, uh, you know, it, it might put me in the bathroom afterwards, right? Um, and then I could go to Chef Gordon Ramsay's restaurant and drop, I don't know, I'm just guessing here. Let's just say $75 on a Wagyu beef burger. It was imported from Japan or whatever, right? And it's a totally different experience. Is it still a burger? Yes. Am I still full at the end of the day? Yes. It, so it's, it's a very different experience. And I think you're always going to have those types of levels, right? Like I've got the tap water in my house that I can drink. I've got the filtered water out of my fridge that I can drink, or I can go buy one of those like, you know, zero micro particle filter thingies and have it run through a whole mess and have the cleanest of water possible. Is the tap water going to kill me? In Flint, Michigan, maybe. In Baltimore, Maryland, <laughs> over, no. Over a lifetime? Possibly. Right. right. In Baltimore, Maryland, probably not. And so that's really the way that I look at our industry is I think that there's always going to be, you know, the the one-stop shop, like the Mevo cams, if you've seen those, or um, some of the Sling Studio stuff. There's always going to be the prosumer level of making something that was at one point in time available to the professionals, available to, you know, anyone who's got an iPhone. Um, I think that's always going to happen with technology. The difference is that a lot of people are having trouble adapting new technology and they don't want to be the ones that have to troubleshoot when things go wrong. With live streaming, it's not a matter of if something will go wrong, it's a matter of when. It is a 100% guarantee that something will go wrong and destroy your entire event. Um, case in point, we worked with a very high-end client that had a conference and they saw a new shiny live streaming software on the scene that allowed them to create kind of like a 3D virtual space where you could walk through a convention center and stop at vendor booths and talk to the vendors. And like, that's cool. And I get it. Like we're trying to recreate the live and in-person experience in a COVID world. Well, they dropped 40 grand on it. And on the day of the live stream, we were streaming our main show to the main stage in this virtual environment. Right. No issues there. Everywhere else, problems left and right. And they had people getting kicked off. They had people who couldn't log in. They had issues with everything. And so I think there's there, that's a whole other issue in itself, but I think there's always going to be, you know, new shiny objects on the scene that only allow you to do so many things to the point where you have to bring in the expert and somebody that knows how to run this stuff. And so, yes, can you get on a zoom and run a virtual conference? Yeah, I don't see why not. But one of my clients last year, uh, I'll, I'll give them a shout out, the Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver Conference. The runner, the person who runs that, she came to me and said, look, I don't want to deal with the tech side of things. We're just using Zoom. But, you know, if there's any add-ons or things you can do to make it look better, which, yes, there is, like we're using a DSLR here to record this over Zoom. Like if there was anything you can do to take that tech stuff off of my plate, and, you know, be able to mute my mic when I'm not on and talking and be able to spotlight and pin and put people where they need to go. Like, I will pay you to do that. 
So there's always going to be a client. There's always going to be someone that's willing to pay for that. It's just a matter of kind of breaking into that target market of people and, you know, digging yourself out of the, the bottom of the barrel type place. A, a great way to do that is stop looking for work on Craigslist. Stop working for work on Thumbtack. You know, stop looking in the places where the cheapest people hang out and you'll stop getting people that pay you the lowest prices to do what you do well. Yeah. Couldn't have put it better myself, man. So uh, if you're hanging out, what, what's that quote? Like you're the, you're the sum of the, the people that you, people you hang out with the most. Yeah. 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 And it's like, don't you want to be hanging out with people that are like doing all right for themselves? I pull from, uh, one of my really good friends, you know, she had dated a lot of guys, couldn't find the right one and hires a dating coach. And the dating coach went through obviously this long drawn out process to figure out who she wanted to, to be with. Right. But it came down to, she said, look, where is your ideal date going to be? Like, what are they doing this, this Saturday afternoon? Like where, where would you find them? And, you know, for whatever reason, or she answered more questions to figure this out, but she said, you know, he'd probably be in the grandstand at the horse races, betting on the horses, wearing a dapper suit. And, you know, and she said, okay, you know, what does it take for you to get there? Like you got to pay a little bit of a high ticket price to get the seat, but she did it. She goes and she meets a guy. And it's like, go where these people are. Don't hang out outside of McDonald's and expect to not run into a couple of, you know, homeless people begging for money, right? Like that it, it's, you need to go where your target market is. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being homeless. People go through a lot of stuff. So just to clarify there, cause I know we live <laughs> in a world where we can offend a lot of people. I'm just saying like, you need to go where the people are hanging out that you want to be attracting. Right. Ultimately, it's like, if you are, we'll just say if you're looking to get into the world of live streaming and you know, you're, you're attracting people who are just seeing it as, well, I could just go on Facebook live, right. With my phone, yeah. what are you going to yeah. bring to the table? It's like, well, maybe you're in the wrong circles. Maybe you're talking to the wrong people. Maybe you're hanging out in the wrong spaces online. You know, it's like, there's nothing inherently wrong with those people wanting to go live on Facebook with their phone, more power to them. But it's, I think, understanding that there are people out there like your clients who need and want that high end professional touch. Now, tell well, and me. I still encourage my clients to do that, too. I don't want to, like, right. knock, the, you know, like yeah, yeah. do that in the in the free time when you're not hiring us. Right. Exactly. I think with everything, there's a healthy balance, you know, of uh, it makes you a little bit more relatable too. you know, there's going to be those high end events or really things that require a really polished look to it. But once in a while, just kind of pulling out the phone and going, Hey, it's me here right now. Kind of hits a little bit different. Do you, yeah. so when, do, when do you recommend, uh, to your clients that people kind of take the more do it yourself approach versus bringing in someone like you? I mean, I think it's definitely going to be when you need more of that personal touch and when it's more of a solo operator kind of thing. Um, I think that it's a great opportunity for some of my clients. Like I have a lot of public speakers, coaches, consultants, you know, they'll come in and hire me and rent my studio out for when they have to give a big presentation to say 200 people, but they still sometimes do it on their own from zoom at home with no gear at all. Um, so I, I think it's just going to matter based on who you're trying to reach and how many people you're trying to reach. I think your frequency is also going to be different for every industry and niche. So I just recommend starting to do it and then starting to look at the numbers and the analytics behind it. Like I only started putting videos on my YouTube channel really consistently, maybe about two months ago. Um, but I can now go in after even I think we've hit somewhere around 400 subscribers and like 15,000 views in the last two months, I can go in and I have enough data to say, okay, this is the day of the week. This is the time of day that I should be posting these things. This is even the length of video I should have. So I think your analytics are going to be a big tool for starting to figure out some of that stuff. Um, but I think, you know, the more that you can be on social media and be out there and visible for people, the better. I, I don't think that there's any wrong answer here. As long as you're not going live every hour on the hour, 24 seven, I think that's just, people are going to get tired of seeing you in their news feeds. So yeah, it's kind of like you go watch big brother at that point, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so 
are there specific industries that are more catered to uh, the live stream as, as a medium? I know you said you work with a lot of uh, public speakers and, and mm-hmm. maybe people that are kind of in that realm. It, it almost just makes sense that they would be going live and talking to yeah. an audience, people who just want to hear them talk. Um, but what about people who are in other industries that are more like trades or maybe um, more traditionally like not in front of an audience type of industries? Do you recommend that they also have, have that frequency? They're on a lot and like start building out that data or is it maybe it's kind of like a diminishing return for them to be going live. It's hard to say without truly knowing each target market. I mean, I will say there's, there's probably a big three standout clients that we have. One is hospitals, two is universities, and then three is nonprofits and associations. Um, you know, and these are organizations that are always having award ceremonies, they're having fundraisers, they're having banquets. Um, so they're having larger events. And that's a big part of our target market, A, because it pays well, but B, because it kind of gives us a framework where we can run a successful broadcast and show. Um, I think that there's still plenty of other markets that haven't really tapped into this yet that could totally um, be using this. like even down to the small mom and pop shop. Like uh, uh, we've got this sort of farm store that's right down the street from our neighborhood. And it's kind of this cool, like they'll sell local pies and baked goods and things from local farms and businesses. And it's like, I could totally see them putting on events based around the calendar of like, oh, St. Patty's Day is coming up. Like, let's do a St. Patty's Day live stream celebration. Maybe we'll be like raffling off some of our pies to a couple winners. But like, you know, maybe we'll bring in the farmer who has the cows that put the milk in our refrigerators and have them just talk about and share his backstory and how his family has been here for the last like five generations. Like there's so many things you could do. It doesn't necessarily have to directly lead to a, um, an end result. I mean, I know that a lot of people like to have those end goals, especially if you're doing like a gala or a fundraiser, right? Like you want to raise X amount of dollars. But Mm. I think that being able to use live streaming to open yourself up to the community, to share your story is a really huge tool that a lot of people aren't using. And those are the people that could pull out an iPhone, right? Like go to Walmart or Best Buy and buy one of those little tripods you can plug your phone into and like totally do that yourself. I know you guys aren't going to have the budget to bring me out there because like, what I'm going to be charging you might be what you're pulling in for yourself in a week. Like I I get it. I don't want to run you bankrupt just trying to encourage you to use my service. Um, I fully encourage small businesses to, to take advantage of it. I think it's really just going to come down to the creativity and figuring out how can we do this in a way where people are actually going to care about it. It doesn't have to drive a result other than making more people care about you, your product or your service. Right. Well, when you were talking, you were, it was cool seeing you play out the the way that you would structure it because it kind of calls back to when you were saying you like working with these different three types of industries because they, they put on these events that already have a structure to it. It's, it's a lot easier to apply a live stream type of production, something that's already going to be shown to an audience or, or set up in a way where there is something happening up here and then people observing and watching. So I think it's uh, important for people who maybe are not those types of industries, maybe who are the smaller types of businesses, maybe they're a farm stand to create that structure in their head. Think about it from a way almost where you're putting on a show. It's like if you were to put on a show or an event for your thing, whatever it might be, what would you do? What would you show to people? What would people be interested in hearing or learning about? We treat it all like a news broadcast. You know, think about like, if you go turn on the news right now, there's going to be a weather segment. There's a sports segment. There's a, you know, finance and the stock market maybe. And then there's a local news. There's breaking news. You don't have to be that way, right? Like, I'm sure that you don't have a a sports update for us about your business right now. Um, You know, football's over. but, (laughs) But, you know, I think that you could definitely break it down into different segments. So maybe one is, all right, we're going to open up and introduce this event 
I'll go back with the example of it was St. Patty's Day. So let's go ahead and open up and introduce this event. We'll talk about what's going to happen today during this live stream. We'll do something silly. Maybe we'll drink some green beer. I don't know. But then you piece out your segments and we actually create what we call a run of show. It's a breakdown and it shows each individual segment what's going to be talked about, what media is going to be used. So like videos or graphics and then what people are going to be involved in each individual segment. Makes sense. It's it's how important is it to have that level of organization when uh, I feel like it goes up as the production gets longer and more intense, uh, having that organization becomes so much more important. I think it's crucial to have at least some sense of what's going to happen, because if you don't go in with a rough schedule, you're going to be droning on and on and on, or you're going to be like grasping for air, trying to figure out what to do next and where to go next. And people are going to sense that. I think when you have a show that's really scheduled out in, in our methods, we do it down to the minute and sometimes down to the second if there's videos being played back. Um, but having a show that's scheduled out, people are going to feel like this was actually produced for them and was supposed to tell a story. Uh, there should be a story arc, right? So there should be excitement, like keep people on till the end until you have your silent auction when you announce your winners of the prizes. Um, it, it's, it gives people more encouragement to stay on and to watch. And I think it rewards people for that behavior. So yeah, I think having a very concise set schedule for your live stream is huge. Even uh, even if it were just like, let's say we were live right now for this recording, like I think even going in with at least a set of 10 questions or knowing how you wanted to start and round off the episode, like that's so crucial to making something that people actually care about and want to listen to instead of just hopping on and being like, well, uh, we're going, we're live. Uh, yeah. is, is everybody my... here yet? We're going to wait. Right. <laughs> you're, you're on mute. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I, I think having that really consistent and concise schedule ready to go for your events is going to be a huge ingredient to your success, no matter if you're a small business, mom and pop shop, all the way up to, you know, we just got off of a, a conference we did. It was a five day long, usually live and in-person event for a youth group that had 3000 teenagers from over like 50 different countries. Sure. And so talk about an audience where you need to keep their attention every second of every minute of every hour, right? Like these are high schoolers that normally get pumped full of sugar and caffeine in a hotel for five days. Now you got to keep their attention over zoom when they're stuck at home in bed. Like if, luck, think right? about it that way. It doesn't matter if your audience is 56 year old or a 17 year old, like you need to keep their attention throughout. Yeah. It, well, that seems to be such a big thing that people are, I guess learning to deal with more more nowadays is we're not having these in-person networking events. We're not having these conferences in person. So really it, it seems like it's becoming even harder to win people's attention because we don't have as many captive audiences anymore. It's not like yeah. people are going somewhere and they're in a room where you know they're going to be at least hearing it in the background. People are having to choose to go on into a Zoom room and choose to keep that tab open and, and all these different choices that as soon as it becomes any bit disinteresting, what's their what's their motive to stay? Yeah. So or I can just turn off my camera and go walk down to the fridge and get lunch or do whatever I want, right? Nobody exactly. has to know I'm even there. Exactly. There's a level of anonymity to it where it really is like almost a one-sided thing. You have to be conscious of what your audience is going to one. And so planning it out definitely, definitely needs to happen. I've seen some streams where that very clearly doesn't happen and it's just obvious, you know, nobody, oh, yeah. nobody wants to stay tuned. Now yeah. I know that you've worked with all different types of people, industries. I know you said the big three right there, but you told me like a handful of the clients that you had worked with since the start of the year that are very much not hospitals and, and nonprofits. So like, do you want to dive into that a little bit about one, how those clients come about for you, but then also the difference in the structuring, because you're, it's very much different content that is being streamed to people. Um, how does that kind of get handled differently on your end? Yeah. So, I mean, we have worked with uh, the singers Sierra, uh, the singer Jewel in the past year. 
Uh, we've done live streams with Chef Gordon Ramsay. Um, we've done, you know, you know, it really spans a wide range. It has been everything from Fortune 500 company down to smaller nonprofits that we've really never heard of or, or might be a local nonprofit. Um, so I think we treat every project differently. Uh, we always go in with the mindset of we need to find out as much information about this event as possible before we can even quote or tell them that we can do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a very wide range of clients. I, I'm not sure where, where to go on this one, but um, <laughs> you're good. Don't don't hurt yourself. Some guess, of the projects, I guess, were also like under NDA, so I can't always mention all of them. Like I, I can tell you who was on some of these. Like I, I worked on a project with Kenneth Cole, the fashion designer. Wow. Um, and maybe that's a good example. I, we had to actually ship him a kit with a tabletop tripod and a ring light and some mics and adapters and stuff. And if I could tell you how painful it was to try to talk Kenneth Cole through setting up a tabletop tripod just to clip in his smartphone. Um, man, I, I, I hope this doesn't make it out there and he doesn't hear about this, but I don't know if Kenneth Cole is quite the, the target audience for this, but. <laughs> but yeah. So like, I, I think it is, it is such a wide range of projects that we always have to treat differently. Sometimes mm -hmm. we're doing tech checks and getting each person on live to make sure that their internet looks okay. Their signal doesn't drop out. Their lighting is decent. Even just as simple as saying like, Hey, turn off your overhead lights. Like it's putting a big spot on your bald spot. Like we're, we're doing that sometimes for events. Other times it's like they're coming into the studio and we're just going live. Um, so every project is just totally different. I don't think there's any kind of one way we approach each, each and every single one. Well, I like that you mentioned that because a lot of people get into a system, you know, a lot of people that run uh, a video production agency or a video business, they have like, well, this is our way of doing it. Um, and like, they almost make a point. It's like, no, everyone gets treated the same. Like that's uh, a benefit, but there's definitely a benefit to going into every single situation kind of with an open mind of this needs to be different than the last one we did. You know, it's, there's, there's value in that. So it's actually refreshing to hear you say that uh, because not, not every single stream is going to be the same. Not every single project is going to be the same, you know? Yeah. So what, um, what I wanted to touch on though was to kind of shift a little bit, the community aspect, because you run a very, I know you just passed a big milestone for your Facebook group that you run. Yeah. Videographers connect. You just passed 7,000 members. It's huge. What, uh, where did this come into play? Because I've been part of it for, for a long time, but I want to know where along the line of, of you doing what you do, you decided there's a need for this group. Yeah, it actually started right around that same time where I was talking about where we had, I had basically filled in my spare time with going and shooting and working for other people. Um, I noticed when I first dove off the deep end and started my business that the kind of Baltimore DC area had this really bad, bad habit. Maybe it, videographers thought that work was being stolen from them if they didn't land a gig. They were very selfish. They were very greedy. They didn't realize that working together brought way better things. Um, I don't know why it happened that way, but I just, I saw it and I wanted to do something about it. And so it originally started with like three or four guys sitting around a kitchen table, just talking shop and like, I can remember one time we sat down and we went over contracts and just talked about what should be going into our contracts with clients. How are we protecting ourselves? And then we started to open it up. We made a little group and some people found us and uh, we got some very interesting characters and it grew to the point where um, we started to do more in-person stuff. So we rented out a studio space. We had like 30, 40 people show up for that one. Some of them drove in from out of state, which I was completely shocked by. So I saw that there's definitely a need that once people heard about this, they found out that, you know, there, there was, there was a huge need for that community, that tribe, um, having those resources in place. And so it became a Facebook group because obviously I, can't do this all locally at a kitchen table. Um, and it has just grown and grown and grown until now we, we just passed 7,000 members. 
And what I tried to do was really to make a free directory that everybody could access. So we used just a simple Google sheet and a Google form. People could input their information, their website, where they're located, the kind of gear they had, contact info. And whenever somebody came to me and said, hey, you know, I'm flying out to Phoenix, Arizona, and I need someone to film my talk, but like, I can't afford to fly you out there, put you up in a hotel, give you all your meals just to film me for an hour. Um, now we have somewhere that we can go to and say, look, you know, there's this directory that I know about. I know some of these people, but don't know all of them, but I can help you go through and try to find somebody from this list so that you're not just looking for a needle in a haystack. I can say, okay, you know, there's these two people that have similar gear to mine. They're in that same city and state that you're looking for. And, uh, here's their websites to check them both out and kind of vetted their work. And I think that they could pull off what you're looking to do. And so it just became this huge resource for everybody. And now it's more than just a directory. It's a place to ask questions, to bring up your grievances, to talk about new and upcoming gear that's coming out. The, the last thing that we wanted was to have a spam fest. So we're actually very adamant about blocking anybody or deleting posts when it's just shameful sharing of a video just to get views and, and likes and subscribes. Um, I'm really not a fan of the groups that do that. And so I've made it a point to build a group that does the complete opposite and just polices that stuff. Yeah, I, I can tell just from being having been in there for a while that it's very different from a lot of the other groups. Uh, it's, it's apparent on my end because like you said, it's, you, you join groups and people are just posting out like, here's my latest video, go check it out hit it with a like. It's like, what is that doing for anybody here? And yeah. the, the, one of the big differences is because of why you created it. You know, that aspect of like, let's, let's bring people together here. I think it's the coolest thing in the world being able to have essentially if not a national network or if not a global network, then definitely a national and national network of people that you can plug in. Like you said, like I've, I've seen friends of mine who own video businesses, um, post exactly that type of question. I have a client who's over in this state. I can't get there for the shoot. I would love to be able to still like do this for them who can provide some work. Bam, tons of comments. It's awesome to see. So it's, it's uh, first off, I salute you for just <laughs> building something that's tremendous at this point, uh, over 7,000 people. And my, my question though is how important is it for, for other people to kind of build their own communities um, where, where they're kind of noticing something lacking? Because uh, I've, I've worked with clients who, start to kind of build up their own little micro communities of like-minded people because for the very reason they've seen other groups that do things in the opposite way of how they want it done. Yeah. And, and they've, they've kind of seen some of those uh, benefits that we're describing here for their own case. Is this something that you would recommend to, to actually your clients also, or is it just kind of something one-off that like you stumbled into it at the right time, right place. And it's just like never going to happen again for people. Totally. I, I would say to that, you know, think back to when you were in high school and you had to do a group project, right? There was always like the one kid that didn't show up to half of it, didn't put in any of the work. Then there was always one kid who was like the brainiac that did like 99% of the work because everybody else kind of didn't understand the project or didn't work as hard as them. And then there was like maybe one person who did like some of the work and was a little bit helpful. I never liked when you know, there was people that weren't willing to help. And I think that, you know, if you want to make something happen and you don't see other people doing it, then like you should totally jump in and make it happen for yourself. Um, nobody was going to wake up one day and say, here, I'm going to hand you a video production business in a studio that is turnkey ready to work. Nobody's waking up and putting this stuff on a silver platter and saying, here you go. The, the world just doesn't do that. Um, I think you can certainly ask the world for certain favors and the universe can definitely conspire to, to do things, but you kind of have to put your best foot forward first and show that you have the intention of making it happen. Um, and then the world will kind of surround you and support you as, as you do that and try to achieve your mission. So I think for me, that was kind of the case was I saw a need for a community. Uh, I saw people trying to do it, but doing it terribly or just ways in which it, it really wasn't productive. And I said, okay, let's pick the top five or 10 things that are wrong with how people are doing it 
and make it better and, and make something that people actually want. We know that there's a need for um, support and there's a need for this networking. And we know that people aren't getting it in the way in which they really could use it and take the most advantage of it. Um, so yeah, I, I highly encourage people even like, yeah, for any other videographer or fellow filmmaker watching this right now, like some might look at this and say, oh, well, you know, he's already got the 7,000 person group. Like, why should I even try? Like, why, why should I bother? Well, why aren't you going and making a Philadelphia videographers group? Why aren't you making a Maryland videographers group? Like I will gladly join it and share that in my group because I think it's important to, uh, to niche down and have something in your local community that can support you. Uh, we've got our five or 10 contractors that we have in our inner circle that we work with the most here locally. And, you know, we, we had to build that tribe, but once we did, that gave us the support to pull off again, just last week, this big conference, four people put in 300 man hours in like five days. And that stuff doesn't happen unless you build that circle of people that you trust and that, you know, uh, to help you pull that off. So yeah, I, I highly encourage anybody, even going back to that, that local farm store, right? Like maybe you create a local group of people in Baltimore that are interested in shopping local and, you know, supporting like local vendors and artists. Um, so what if there's another one out there? So what if there's a local group just for people in your town or city, like go make it better, go look at what they're doing wrong and, and fix it. Um, the, the old movie field of dreams, if you build it, he will come like go build it. And, uh, the rest will come later. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it, man. I love what you said too, about there's like, build it in your local community, because if <laughs> invite me, I will join that. That mindset is what it really seems to be the foundational aspect of the group that you've built and why it's become so successful because it's like, it's not competition. You know, no, there no, doesn't it never was need to be a competition. The community aspect is so much more uh, important and valuable to everybody. It's like, there, there's not only one winner in every game. You yeah. Know? The people that want to work with me are still going to come work with me. And I've even had times where like, I refer some of my clients out to friends and people I work with and they go and do their project and they come back to me. Like they, they have that loyalty because they know what product they're going to get from me. Um, and at the end of the day, I I've also referred clients to other people that have kept them on. Like one of my very first clients I ever had in my business, um, we had some differences and he was actually the first person that I had to fire as a client. Uh, but I referred him to someone else that I work with frequently and he stayed a client of his for maybe five, six years now. So I, I think that, you know, there's definitely way more than enough to go around. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're in a small town thinking, oh, you know, that's not true. You don't know about my situation. My situation is different. I think that you're looking at it all wrong because half of the clients that I work with aren't here in Maryland. We do virtual conferences and events for people in Los Angeles. It doesn't matter where they are. Our service is, is global. I've had people pay a high ticket price to fly me out to Arizona, to fly me out to Dallas, Texas, to fly me out to Denver, Colorado, to film their events. They could have picked anybody locally, but they picked me. And so I think that just goes to show, you know, that when you find the right clients, um, I, I think you're going to see a, a huge difference in your business. Yeah, definitely. People, people think small people think of people look at what's in front of them and see that as what's the, uh, the outcome or what's the possibility for them rather than, you know, opening it up. There's so much more out there than just what's in your city limits. So props to you for <laughs> opening up past that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, to, again, kind of to loop back and, and shift into the live streaming aspect because we were talking before we hopped on about how you get asked the same types of questions all the time. You're kind of consulting for free for people all the time. And you've finally decided to do something about that. Yep. Um, dive into that a little bit about, you know, what you're kind of building out and more importantly, how that's going to like the solution that that's going to bring to just people in general, whoever's on the receiving end of that. Yeah. So I'm a helper. Um, I, I was always told when I was younger, you know, look for the helpers, look for the people that, that genuinely want to help other people and, um, you'll be rewarded. And so 
I love to help. And if I went and helped every person that emailed, called, messaged me on Facebook, you know, I would be putting food on the table because I'd be stuck on phone calls, stuck helping people out, uh, which I, I would love to do. Um, and so I think I've kind of found a way that I can do that. Uh, I found a way that I can still provide really good value to people. And what it ultimately came down to was we've developed a certain set of uh, I've developed a certain set of skills, right? Um, I don't know who you are, but I will find you. I will um, find you. I will kill no, you. We've, we've developed <laughs> some skills over time and just things involving live streaming, both on the tech side and, and running and producing a solid event, but also on the sales side and figuring out how to sell our events, how to price our events. I think that's probably the biggest question that's asked the most is, a, what's your price? People asking us, and then B, um, you know, other videographers trying to figure out how do I price this? What would you charge for this? And so we kind of sat down and said, okay, what are all of the things A to Z that somebody would have to know about live streaming? And it's starting all the way from having the right gear, knowing how to operate it, knowing how to produce a show. And then it moves through to how do you sell the show? How do you find the clients? How do you price these projects? And then we said, okay, well, we've actually developed some things along the way that made this easier for us. Like we have templated emails that we send out to new prospects that show them examples of our work that talk through past clients and, and things like that. And so we were like, wait, we, we've got all these really good tools that I guarantee you a lot of people that have both been in live streaming for a while or are interested in dipping their toes in the water don't have. And then COVID kind of hit and we were like, wow, we, we think our business is done for, right? Like we have been live streaming events and conferences, traveling all over the country. Like we thought that business was over. I, I watched it happen personally. I was at a conference in Dallas and there were 300 people signed up, 95 people showed up on day one, 45 people showed up in the room on day two. And by day two, the person running the conference was turning to me and saying, I think you should probably book an earlier flight home, not because of how the conference is going, but because I care about you and want to make sure you can get home safely. Wow. And we watched that industry dry up overnight. And so a lot of these calls that you and I were talking about, people reaching out asking for help was because they saw that live streaming was something that could still be done kind of in this virtual sense, right? Like, yes, we live stream with people here in studio, but we also have higher end equipment where we can even live stream people virtually. Um, our highest end piece of hardware is a TriCaster TC2. It's like a $35,000 computer, but I can bring in six people over Skype for broadcast in high definition, another nine people on a Zoom call, and I can broadcast 15 speakers at a conference and even change those in and out to have unlimited amounts of speakers throughout the day. So we're able to run entire conferences virtually without, you know, putting on underwear, like, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, we're still we'll st we're still working with each other in our, our group of contractors. So, you know, it would get smelly after a little while. But um, I was going to say, uh, there's something that that there's a barrier between us right now that I'm glad we have. <laughs> I have pants on. Okay, look, pants. <laughs> Just in case you need proof. I got you. Um, I can't get the light. <laughs> but basically, it came down to a couple of things. One, a lot of people thought that the industry was dying out and that they were going to be out of work. Um, two, we actually found a way to charge more money and do less work, which is like the magic wand that everybody wishes they could wave. Mm -hmm. um, we were creating events now where there was no, oh, let's spend the next two months editing and in revisions. No, it's a live stream. When it's done, you've live switched it. It's recorded. It's done. You could hand it to them that day. Um, so we've found a way to create live streams and price them and sell them so that we are earning anywhere from $750 to $5,000 per finished hour of the event. Um, and I, that's huge. If you can imagine a whole day, maybe eight hour event at a, a larger scale at the $5,000 side of things, that means that in one day our team can produce a $40,000 event. Um, and so that's where the money and the pricing from our projects went from our little $1,500, $2,500 projects up to being able to throw out $25,000, $30,000 for an event and having people be like, cool, done. Yeah. 
they they knew the value of it for them Um, too Oh, yeah. I mean, they no longer have to pay for the hotels. They don't have to pay for the coffee and snack breaks. Those are really expensive food and hotels. They don't have to pay for the Internet access. We had a conference in the Denver Convention Center. They were charging $5,000 a day for 10 megabits upload speed. Oh. I mean, imagine being having to pay that because, you know, you hired this team to live stream. You have to pay another thousands of dollars a day just to make it happen. Um, so I, I think we really found something that can work very well so long as people are willing to pivot. Uh, you can't look at our industry and say, I'm just done for because you are doing things in an older way that doesn't work anymore. When I was in college, we shot to HDV tapes. My first job out of college, I shot to SD cards. I had to learn and pivot and change the way I operated. There was one time where I had to put the tape into the tape deck and sit there and ingest it and log and capture the footage. And for those of you younger guys, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Imagine if you've got eight hours of footage, you've got to sit there and every tape only holds 60 minutes. So you got to pop it in and sit there and make sure the computer recorded it and actually ingested the footage digitally. Um, Now you just plug in an SD card, transfer it over, and it's done in five minutes. So this is an industry that is always going to be changing. And if you're not willing to pivot, then yeah, you're going to hit times like COVID where you're like, man, like I need to go get my realtor license and change careers or something. Yeah. And it's almost like COVID was the, the, the spark that caused this whole revolution in the way that, that this part of the industry is being done. It's almost like this, this was the shift from the tape to the SD card whether people want it or not (laughs) look at netflix i mean there there was a day in time where blockbuster existed and then there was a day where blockbuster died and it it seemed sure seemed like it was overnight i mean i remember that was like an experience with my dad we'd go into blockbuster i'd pick out the candy we'd pick out the movie like it was a whole thing and now it's like i go on netflix click click done and i'm watching house of cards right yeah um so Things are changing, and what I really wanted to try to do is, you know, that that nature, that mentality to give back to people, right, is to create something that would help them through this process. If they're willing, if they're open to shift their mindset and to see that there is still a service they can offer that could potentially make them more money than they have been making in the past using some of the same gear, some new gear, some new skills, um, then I'd feel like I'd certainly be doing the the world a a, a service. Um, And so obviously going back to the whole, like, I need to put food on my table as well. Um, we've created a course, an online course that is going to help people do that. And I'm not going to say this is the magic wand, right? Like I'm not going to say, oh, you watch all these training videos and you're good to go and you're going to make, you know, six figures in your business this year. Because no, it, it took me eight years to kind of solidify a consistent six figure business. I think it, it took me probably five years to actually hit a hundred thousand dollars in my business. And then it took really another three or four years to say, okay, we can do this consistently over and over again and, and replicate this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my disclaimer is just, no, this is, this is not like if you have a headache, you take Tylenol and it goes away. Um, but if you are open and interested in learning live streaming and being able to add this as a service to your business in wanting to know how to price your services better and provide a tool and a resource to your clients that I personally believe is going to be here for a very, very long time, then you know this is certainly for you. And so that's why I developed Seven Day Streamer. Uh, I didn't want this to be something where you need to go through my 90 day, my six month, my 12 month course. The content is created in such a way that you'll learn all of the basics in just seven days. Uh, If you spend one to two hours a day each day for a week, you can gather all of the content that you need to at least get started. You could actually order your gear and it could get shipped and make it to your house by the time you're finishing the course. And that's really what we're looking to do here is we're looking to catch you up to speed as quick as possible. You're still going to have to learn it, right? Like you could go watch YouTube after YouTube video, but you're still not going to know how to 
change and adjust f-stop and shutter speed and iso and all of these things on the camera without actually seeing it and going in person and being like oh in this room under crappy fluorescent lights when i don't use 1 60th of a shutter speed when i'm shooting 30 frames a second i get this weird banding issue like you're not gonna you'll you'll learn a little bit on a youtube video but like right. you're not gonna have that ingrained in your mind and understand that fully until you've been there behind a camera and you've seen it happen and you're like whoa this is bad and I can't use this footage like I need to do something so that's also what we're doing in this course is we're not just putting content in here that you can be like oh I can go look this up on a YouTube video we're putting content that is from people that are like me that are on the front lines that have been doing this successfully over and over and over again and have kind of found the tricks and the tools of the trade to make sure that this stuff is an easier process so yeah. no more having to go back and forth no more having to, to sell and the pitch and this and that we we have some templated emails that make that super easy for you and just clearly explain and show the value. And as long as you understand that some clients are going to say yes and some are going to say no, then you could be golden with these templates that we have along with the course and the video content. Right. Um, and you could be live streaming very, very quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that seems like the benefit of, of anything that's like a course structure. It's you can go on YouTube, like YouTube has all the information in the world, but it's, it's like, it's a blanket covering everything, you know, something like this is seven day streamer is such a hyper specific focused type of thing. It's like if you were to try and find maybe the same information on YouTube. How long would you be spending? You know, it's mm -hmm. like when you're thinking about it from an efficiency standpoint, time is money. And the quicker that you can get something into your tool set or under your belt, how much is that worth for you? You know? Yeah. So is this something that is catered specifically to current videographers and video businesses, or is this something that also um, is applicable to like businesses who are looking to kind of up their own live streaming game? Maybe those people who we were talking about earlier, who are just setting up a phone and going live on Facebook, does it also apply to them or is it more specifically toward the, the video creators? Yeah, I think it's half and half. This is mostly targeted to video creators because I wanted to solve the problem that I thought I was going to have in, in February, March of last year, which was that I, I thought that I was not going to have an income coming in. And I believe that if there was any small chance that I did have an income coming in, it was not going to be anything near what I had made the year prior. The funny thing is I made like 45% more last year in the middle of a global pandemic than I had the year prior with no global pandemic. Um, and that that blew my mind because there, it's not like there was this one outlier of like, oh, we got a huge $50,000 project and that was it. It was like, no, we were getting consistent projects that were paying well. Um, so this is something that we know can be replicated. But back to the point of, you know, could this be used for the small mom and pop shop? You know, the, the equipment side, uh, the trainings in how to operate it and run it, yeah, you sure could. You're probably going to end up having to ignore a large portion of the content that's geared more towards how do you sell this, how do you work with the clients and things of that nature. So, I mean, yeah, if somebody wanted to purchase this to learn live streaming, they certainly could. But in all honesty, I feel like I would be robbing them of the opportunity to, to be hyper targeted and focused on what they want to learn. And so to that, I would say, you know, if you're just trying to learn how to even like my setup here, use a DSLR with Zoom, like that is a YouTube. YouTube video. Um, I think that's where you find that content. But if you're a filmmaker or a videographer, that's like, you know what? I've seen this live streaming stuff. I see that it's starting to grow and I want to get into this before it's this saturated market. And also I want to learn this so that I can start to make more money in my business and have this as an offering. Then yeah, this is 100% the place for you. And, um, really what we're going to try to do is upgrade this over time. So as new equipment is coming out, I'm actually in talks with a couple of manufacturers of live streaming equipment and sitting back behind me, you can probably see the shadow of it just over that shoulder. There's a box. Yeah. Um, that's from YOLO live. They sent me the YOLO box, which is an all in one, just like a little eight or nine inch screen that you can live stream from with up to three camera inputs, uh, graphics, all sorts of stuff. And so, 
you know, they're, they're sending me stuff to look at and to see, would this apply to my business? Could this make my life easier? And I only imagine as my YouTube channel grows, I'm definitely going to be getting more stuff like that, that I will be sharing some things publicly, but a large portion of it is going to be going privately into the course because we'll be testing it in our own live streams with our own clients and saying, okay, here's where this tool comes into play. And, you know, here's what's been upgraded. Here's what's changing. My hope is that we'll be constantly adding more stuff to this course. And it's not just the original seven days, but, you know, I would love to give you another seven days worth of worth of stuff to go through. And maybe not just an hour a day. Maybe we would give you 24 hours of seven days worth of content uh, that you could add on over the next 12 to, to 18 months so that you can learn and continue to grow. I love it. I love it. I would stick with the seven day streamer. It's, it flows nicer though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and the beauty too, is that like that content, it really is just an hour or two a day. I've wanted to make sure that I'm giving you, you know, the maximum amount of content in the most digestible time frame. because you're probably like me. Like even if work is slow, maybe you got kids, maybe you got a wife, maybe you're trying to get a wife and you need to make more money to buy that ring, whatever it is. But like, so I get it. You don't want to be sitting here for eight hours a day trying to learn this stuff. And that is my goal is to give you kind of the, the express lane to learning this and to being ready to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that's very necessary. And the biggest thing that I, that I love about it is how you said, um, I think before we were, we were actually on here was that you're doing this because it's something that you know you've got the skill set for. You know exactly what you're bringing to the table. You're not selling snake oil to the public, trying to just be like, "Hey, look what I did. Uh, maybe you should take my word for it, and you might make a lot of money." It's like, no, right. you know that you're at, you're bringing something of actual value to people, and you fully believe in it. And just you saying that you're going to keep plugging into it, I just respect the hell out of that uh, because it's. It's great. It's what you need to hear. You need to have a supported community of yeah. uh, of just continuing. It, Things keep progressing. So like, you know, you got to be able to plug into it. And I'm going to give access to people, you know, in in we have a private Facebook group that we'll use with the course, but um, you know, if someone in my group that's taking my course and has paid for this course says, you know, I'd really, I, I could use getting on Zoom with you for half an hour. Um, I'll be there. I, I will make myself accessible because that to me shows that you really want to learn this stuff and that you're dedicated to being here. The other thing is that, you know, if we just gave this stuff away for free, you don't have any skin in the game and you're not as motivated to actually finish the course and to put this into play. Um, I think that you see this happen everywhere, right? Like, yeah, there's some people that are self-motivated and then there's people that need to go pay Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or these programs or a personal trainer, right? To lose weight, to get buff, to, to gain muscle, to get healthier. Um, they pay them because they hold them accountable. And that's exactly what I want to be able to do for the people taking this course is I want to see this through to completion. I want to see you offering this because I know that the way that we price our products when we sell live streams to people, it could potentially be your first live stream that pays off not only the cost of the course, but the cost of getting the equipment to, to do your first live stream. Um, this is not one of those pay us $50,000 and we'll make you $100,000. This is like invest in our sub $1,000 course and you can easily be adding on just like I did. I increased my profit 45% last year. Um, you know, and it, it wasn't a fluke. It's still going this year alone. We're not even done February at the time of recording this. And it's already turning out to be a blowout year that's going to surpass last year. So um, we're on to something we think a lot of people are going to like. And we want to provide that to as many people as possible. I respect it, man. I love it. Love it. Where do you think the state of live streaming will be a year from now? That is a fantastic question. I think what you're going to see is actually something that we've started to do a little bit is you're going to start to see these hybrid events where we start to go back to some in-person stuff where maybe at a conference where there was usually three or 400 people in the room, there's maybe a hundred people in the room, but they're going to be looking for people that can live stream it so that another five, six, 700, maybe a thousand people at home can watch virtually. And I think you're going to see a lot of people selling these digital and virtual tickets. Um, I think you're going to see a, a growing space where 
concert and event venues are going to start opening up as COVID restrictions ease up a little bit. And they're going to be looking for ways to invest so that they can continue to bring money in through the door. Uh, they're going to want to find ways where they can do things differently. So I think hybrid events are going to be here to stay about a year from now. And um, if you're setting yourself up now and learning all the basics and the things you need to live stream, then I think you're going to be really poised to go to those places when they're ready to pull the trigger and say, yeah, I can do that. Um, so I don't see this going anywhere. I think if anything, it's going to evolve. Uh, maybe some of the tools are going to get easier for us. Just in the last year alone, we went from the Blackmagic A10 Mini at $300, having four cameras to switch, to they just released the A10 Mini Extreme that I actually have two on pre-order for. It now has eight HDMI inputs, two HDMI outputs, and two webcam outputs. So like, wow. it's insane what you're going to be able to do with this stuff. It actually has the ability to do a quad box where you could bring in a panel and have a panel discussion and see all them live on screen, but with good graphics, not just like four pin boxes in Zoom with a little yellow outline around the person that's talking. Yeah. Um, so I think that the gear is going to only expand and the people that stay on top of that are going to be able to offer the superior services that they can charge more money for. So get in now while it's still at an early stage so that when the explosive growth happens, you're ready for it, basically, right? Think about, uh, you just saw what happened with GameStop stock, right? That made the front page on every newspaper. Um, you know, this is one of those things where I don't want to try to pull a Reddit and be like, to the moon, rocket, <laughs> to the moon, right? But I, and you know, I'm not going to promise you that. But what I can promise is this is definitely a service that's going to be here to stay. Um, I think that if you're going to be the videographer that wants to pivot and start to have a service that you can really offer for more money, um, you're going to be in a, a really great place learning this. And uh, it's done the same for me. I mean, I've had three different local videographers who specifically don't want to learn live streaming, bring their clients to my studio, and then they hire me to run the show. And I don't mind acting as your team member, but if you now have that service to offer to the three or four other videographers that you know locally, you now have a way to pay the rent for your office off with one or two live streams a month that other people can bring the clients in for. And that's really one of the biggest pivots I made on top of live streaming was I opened up my own studio. I still work with the other studio and, and my old partner, but um, I now have a space that I can rent out to my, my friends, my colleagues, and their clients, and we can be their live streaming source. And I think that's another leg up that you'll be able to have once you know how this equipment works, to be able to you know, pull up and, and meet your friend there who's bringing their client and not have to worry about the sales side of things, not having to worry about keeping them happy. Like You can just focus on the tech. Um, this is almost bringing back tech to the technician or the technician to the tech. Um, I think it's giving you just a really fantastic tool for the next five, 10 years and beyond. Yeah. It's, it's bringing a bit of an edge to, uh, to a, a industry that really lowered its barriers to entry. I mean, the barriers to entry with live streaming now compared to like you were saying before, Facebook live days, they're definitely lower now, but you figure it's not everybody's going to want to invest in the gear or invest in the knowledge. And if you're that videographer, that video agency that does and can offer that, you figure you've got other people who are going to want to get in on selling it, but not doing it. So yeah, that's, a, that's an awesome way to, um, to really view it too. It's, you're not just selling to businesses. You're essentially selling to other owners and other workers and videographers and agencies. Well, and that, you know, that in turn builds out my network too, right? Like we have a shoot coming up on Friday of this week where uh, I'm going down to DC to live stream and my role is just the live stream. I'm actually bringing in another videographer from a different company and another audio guy from a different company and bringing them together as a team where I can just focus on the client and the live stream, but I've got my camera guy that can focus on getting the shots and I've got my audio guy that can focus on the sound and I can just focus on making sure that I put up the lower thirds when they need to go there. I can make sure the live stream stays up and you know, it, 
it really it's very cool to see what's happening here um even that person that i sat at his kitchen table so many years ago and you know just talking shop he's one of the same people that has now hired me for my live streaming knowledge and services to like come live stream a concert for him and so you know this is really putting you as that expert in your field uh, same thing goes back to the group for everyone i encourage to make a local group for yourself my videographers connect group i know there's people in there that are better than me i know there's people in there that are earning more than me but the coolest thing about it is because i've kind of placed myself at the front at the as the face of that group it's put me in a place where yeah i've had people refer me clients that have earned me twenty five thirty thousand dollars on a single project and these are people who have never met me face to face before but they saw me in this group and they saw me as an authority so i think you know, live streaming will do the same thing for you. If you have the, the skills and the gear, it's going to make you that authority locally on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. That's, it's an awesome way to look at it. Awesome, uh, opportunity for anybody who is looking at doing that. And as you've said, it's so accessible now. And for anyone who, who really is thinking about getting into it, keep an eye out for seven day streamer so that you will be well equipped to dive into it and be that authority in your area. Yep. Bought well, the website seven day streamer.com. So it's, uh, it's there. We just got to get everything up and all the contents made. We just have to get it up and running so that it's available to people. And, uh, you know, I'll chat with you once things are out and we can let your audience know, we'll give them a, a direct link. Maybe we can, um, Maybe we can get them a little discount on it. We'll have to see what we can do there. So there it is. You heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, I'm I'm stoked to be able to see how <coughs> how it comes together, what comes out of it. I know it's going to be an awesome launch, and I know you're going to have a ton of people who are interested in that too. Just because, like you said, you are at the forefront. You are at the face of all of this. People know, like, and trust you just because of you doing what you already do. So I'm stoked for you, man. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, your support is fantastic. It's great to know that we've got a circle of people that we trust all over the country. And, um, you know, if I, I could give any one sort of parting thing, it's that, you know, I didn't come on here to uh, to pitch this. That's certainly not my goal. Um, yeah, this is an awesome tool that's available to people. But I think if there's any kind of just parting knowledge I can give to any of you, it's that um, know that this industry is always going to be constantly changing, right? Like there's a reason why CD players don't really exist anymore. There's a reason why DVD players don't really exist anymore, but we still listen to music. We still watch movies, right? It's really just all about adapting and adjusting as time goes on and finding different ways that you can make money and still, you know, deliver a quality result. Um, Netflix did it, you know, Blockbuster died out. Uh, Tesla is doing it with electric cars, right? They're they're totally changing the game. They have a self-driving electric car that you press a button and it just it drives down the highway. You could you're not supposed to take a nap, but you could theoretically take a nap. Technically, um, we don't advise it, but <laughs> we don't recommend that at all. No, um, but yeah. So it just my my parting message is just understand that because you are in a creative world, because you're in a technology-driven industry, things are going to be changing. And um, as uncomfortable as it is, you're, you're going to have to change with it. Yeah, I couldn't have put it better myself, man. It's We are in an industry where the, the, the content is king and the, the method of delivery is what is just the, the hot topic at that time, you know? Yeah. So... Dude, thank you for, for all of that. Thank you for the wisdom, the peek behind the scenes of what goes on with, with everything that you're doing in live streaming. Um, thank you for just kind of giving people that opportunity to uh, adopt something new to bring to their tools, yeah. and what they can offer to their, their clients. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more people um, doubling down on that moving forward, especially in the next year or so. And uh it's good to know that you are kind of steering the ship. <laughs> Staying at the front of it. I mean, I want to be there to teach people as it changes. Um, Cause you know, I, I'm doing this in my business too, right? Like I, I'm not just being like, Oh, I'm going to go out and coach people how to do this and like never do this again myself. No, like mm -hmm. I'm out here, I'm looking at my schedule. I've got four live streams in, in the next 
five, six days. Um, you know, I'm here doing this myself too. Um, so I'm not just some guy that got up there and recorded a bunch of videos. This is stuff that we're experiencing every single day. Big time, big time. Well, dude, just want to say again, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate just yeah. how saying everything to everybody here. And, um, you know, once to anybody who's watching this now, if you are, you know, interested in kind of adding live streaming to your toolkit, keep an eye out for seven day streamer. Once the, you know, once that is out, I'll make sure to loop back with everybody, let them know, you know, we'll plug it in here for everybody to check out. And, uh, until then, man, I'll let you, I'll let you rip with all those live streams you've got coming up this week. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. And stay warm. It looks like finally the snow's starting to melt out there on your side. Hopefully the outside, it looks like that for me. I haven't looked yet. My, I'm hoping so. I haven't, I haven't gone out into the, the tundra yet today, but uh, <laughs> I might have to just see how we're feeling out there in a little bit. <laughs> cool. Well, stay warm. And of course, thank you. Uh, thank you to your audience. Thank you to everybody for tuning in and, and just watching all this. So there you have it. Zethan is an absolute pro who recognizes that professional live streaming is here to stay, and he's more than happy to share the wisdom that he's picked up over the many years of doing it. I think the biggest thing to take away from all of this is that the way that conferences and events are going to happen from this point moving forward has forever been changed. And there is a huge opportunity there for any video business owner or agency who is willing to dive in and make it happen. If you're a business owner or entrepreneur that's tuning in, then the lesson for you here is that quit holding back on hosting an event because the technology is there for it. Make sure to go connect with Zethan. I'm gonna include all his information in the description here. And while you're at it, go join the Videographers Connect group. Like we said plenty of times here, it's an awesome resource. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to give a thumbs up, leave a comment with what stuck out to you the most. And if you aren't yet, subscribe because we've got these coming out weekly. If you're listening in on Spotify or your other favorite podcasting platform, make sure to give us a nice review because that's pretty cool. While you're at it, go connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm David Lasowski over there and follow me on Instagram at entrepreneurbra. Well, that's all I got for this episode. If you haven't yet, make sure to go check out the one before this and definitely stay tuned for the next one. Until then, drink lots of water, be nice to people and keep on winning with video.